Warning, the following podcast may contain views and opinions that could be deemed as offensive. You may also hear explicit language, jokes in poor taste, and overall crude humor. Listener discretion is advised. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Episode number two of Hanging with D's, and today we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. I am not only joined by Hunter, but uh, we briefly mentioned him last week. We are now joined by my cousin and Hunter's brother, Dylan. Dylan, say hello. Hi, everybody. Uh, yeah, I was mentioned briefly because you were talking trash about the way I uh, like to play John Madden football. And, yeah, and we're, yeah. we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Um before we get into the, the odds and ends, let's go over uh, basically the hot sports topics of the week. Uh, lo and behold, uh, as Hunter and I were talking last week, we basically brushed the NHL under the table because I hadn't really seen any news on it. And ta-da, there it is. Yep. <laughs> right on cue. Yeah, so apparently they are uh, they're going forward. Um, tomorrow, teams report to camp. And I think what they are going to do is basically a 24-team kind of playoff right. tournament. I think the the first round starts off like a best of five. Um, there have been a couple of players that have opted out, um, and they are not they're they're testing, but they're they've already ruled that they won't release anybody's name. Yeah, but I mean it's going to be pretty obvious if if somebody gets it on a team. Right, yeah. You know, well, why are all, you not here? All of a sudden, you're not on the <laughs> yeah, fucking team exactly. for a week or two, so it's not like it's going to be a huge secret. Patrick but, Kane has personal issues. He won't be here. Uh, yeah, for two weeks. <laughs> right. For two weeks. His his dog ate it. So the NHL is coming back, um, which, I mean, the more sports, the better. And I'm of the opinion of they, they need to get them in while they can because the way things are trending, it's I don't know what the hell's going to happen. I'm... I'm not even sure if we're going to get a college football season. To I, be honest with you. I've got that. Sure. I've got okay. that. We're uh, So, yeah, the NHL is coming back. Um, like I said, they report to camp on Monday. We already know that baseball and basketball are going hard. Um, I don't know the exact dates of when they're going to kick off. I know MLB, we uh, touched on last week, they're having issues with getting testing done right. the way that they're supposed to be every two days. Um, I think it's getting better, but I just read today that they're still having some issues with that. So it'll be interesting to see, um, Buster Posey. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. He's now opted out. So that's another pretty big name that has decided that it's not worth the risk. Um, over on the NFL side, a couple of big things. And if you're a Bucks fan and, and if you're Tom Brady, this is not the news that you wanted to hear we love to see it yeah yeah definitely do donovan smith who is the starting left tackle of the tampa bay buccaneers which protects tom brady's blind side and and is 
you know, typically the left tackle is your best offensive line. Oh, yeah. That's yep. the guy that, you know, they guard or block the, the best defensive pass rusher. And he says he don't want to play. He just had a baby. And a couple of things. For one, that that's, like I said, that's devastating to Tampa. But two, what kind of precedent is that going to set? Right. I mean, there's people wanting, I mean, trying to go down there to play with Brady. And then you got this guy. And yeah, I mean, that's nope. just, that's the first domino, as they say. Right. Yep. And if he opts out, who's going to follow suit? Yeah. You know? I, th- I think the yeah when we get baseball back I think that's going to be a big thing for the NFL I mean based on how many people are going to go out and I mean really if we're going to have a football season I mean it's it's going to be up to baseball and I think I mean how how all that goes down and how many cases come about right and then uh, Tom's old team a uh, little bit of news here the Patriots settled uh, grievances with Antonio Brown and. <laughs> The estate of Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, right. Um, he couldn't collect? Yeah. Apparently not. <laughs> apparently not. Uh, so basically what that did was uh, New England was hard against the cap. I think they only had like 500K, 750-something along those lines. Ouch. Yeah. And now, because they've settled these grievances, they are now $7.79 million under the cap, which at this point, um, basically rookies and camp right. bodies and if somebody goes down or whatever um i don't know how many big names are still out there none really that i can think of i think cam newton was the the biggest question mark right and they yeah. got him at bargain basement prices exactly that could be huge though when we talk about covid and how it's going to impact this season and guys dropping out and yeah getting, like, i that seven million could pick up a lot of you know decent players that are on the street that you know, and, and i mean the when you go into it, not only are the guys that are going to opt out, but there are gu- there's going to be guys that get it. Oh, right. absolutely. You know, there are, there will be guys that get it. Yep. And, and so they're out for 14 days. So it's going to be interesting to see how the NFL PA or, and the NFL are going to handle that as far as rosters. You know what I mean? Right. Because are you allowed to carry extra players right, at that you're point? You're always yeah. juggling, you know, you've yeah. got the, the practice squad and then your set roster and, um, Injured reserve, only two guys, or is it maybe three now? Yeah, I think the, it's three, yeah, the C, three. The new CBA. Yeah. But they're going to basically have to kind of negotiate a one-year thing where, you know, I would ha- I would think anyway, because you got to kind of cover your ass when you're talking roster, because if, if you have a even a small outbreak on your team, if one guy has it... Yeah, it's not just one. <laughs> it's Yeah, chances are it's going to be yeah. more than just that one. And when did he get it? Was there a game involved? Was the guy that he was banging against for 60 minutes? Yeah, now, exactly. Does he have it? Is it spread to another team? So it, it's going to get real dicey. I Look, as a sports fan, I'm petrified. Uh, I'm, I'm hopeful, but I'm less than optimistic. That's about where I'm at with it now, yeah, honestly. I, I want... Like I want my sports. Yeah, we need sports. But yeah, I mean, and and I talked about this um, with El Donzo, one of the first or second show that we did. The economic impact. That, oh yeah. I mean, not just the teams, but the cities that these teams play. Oh yeah. Hotels, restaurants, bars. right? You know, just just the yeah, the that's... tourism that they get on those weekends. Um, basketball. Yeah, the teams are going to get some revenue now, but they're still not going to really get. Oh, yeah. what they would get for playing the rest of the season because they're all in one place. Yep. Um, there is no fan, so it ain't like they're going to 
split ticket revenue or anything. Exactly. Uh, basically, it, what it boils down to is they get TV money. You know, that's that's really the only revenue they got. That and like mer- merchandise sales, unless you're the, the Washington <laughs> yeah, football yeah. team. And yeah, then I think, yeah, we talked about luck, that last right? week. Yep. Yeah, right. Uh, kind of. I just wanted to circle back to that. You're talking about rosters and having enough warm bodies on an NFL roster. Um, I had heard. I don't. Who knows if they're going to do this or not? But it sounds like a really good idea of stealing an idea from the XFL where the entire league as a whole basically had a practice squad of a bunch of different guys that if someone dropped out, they could pull from. I, I could see That's something not a bad like that idea, happen. Putting yeah. them in a bubble. I mean, a bubble so right. That you so have you, you know that they're good to go. Um, yeah. I mean, again, now we're talking like a whole different set of rules, but yeah. You know, this is it's one of those extreme circumstances require extreme measures and that's I think that's where right. we're at right now. Um so it'll be real interesting to see on that. Now, uh like you just mentioned a minute ago, you know, forget the NFL and they can do the best that they can to get a season going. College football, I mean, it's in serious jeopardy right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. And what we already know is that the Big Ten and the Pac-10 have now come out and said that they are only going to play conference games. Yep. And so that that hurts in a lot of different ways because not only you know are they missing out on some key matchups, and I'll, I'll bring those up in a minute, but it's going to kill the – not kill, but it's going to seriously hurt the small schools – that they play early on, you know. Oh the, yeah. Basically, the the scrimmage games yeah, that they the play. Appalachian State. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. unless you're Michigan. Yeah. You, right. You, of course. They lose games <laughs> like that. Oh, by the way. Fuck both of you. <laughs> What's your favorite team again, Dylan? Michigan. Yeah. That. Yeah. But I mean, that's a lot of revenue that those teams get, and I don't. It'll be interesting to see how they handle that because, basically, the the big schools pay those small right. schools exactly. yep. a large chunk of money to come and get their ass kicked. Yeah, which is crazy to think about. Unless you're Michigan. Yeah. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. Um, So you've got that. And then Notre Dame. You know, Notre Dame is still an independent, even though they play an ACC-heavy schedule. And as of today, uh, being Sunday, the ACC, the Big 12, and the SEC have not committed to this conference-only thing. But the chances are pretty high that they will. And I think uh, they're all scheduled to have meetings, I think, in the next week or two to discuss that. Um, but just going through the schedule, a couple of the huge matchups that now we're, we're not going to get, like the opener was going to be USC and Alabama. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. And, you know, USC is Pac-12. Yeah. They're not going to play out of conference. Um, I think Oregon had a game against Ohio State. Did I read that right? I think I remember hearing that too, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, again, USC with Alabama. Uh, Notre Dame is going to miss out on, I think, Wisconsin, USC, and they had one other really big one. I think that Wisconsin game was even going to be at Lambeau Field. Stanford. Notre Dame-Stanford, which is like, yeah. well, and USC. Those are traditional big-time yeah, rival games for, for Notre Dame, and now they're not going to have them this year. And... I think Notre Dame is basically going to have to kind of incorporate itself into the ACC this year. 
I feel like they'd have to really. I mean, yeah. I mean, and I don't see why the ACC would say no to that for the simple fact of the the money, the revenue that they oh, would get. Absolutely, yeah. You know, because if they allow fans, which is at this point still a question mark, but you're still going to get TV and ad revenue from those. Yeah. Um, and speaking of allowing fans, and back to the NFL, we do know now a couple of teams um, have said that masks will be required. Yep. If fans are allowed and i know baltimore basically put out that their uh max capacity was going to be like fourteen thousand of a stadium i think mt bank stadium holds like 60 to yeah, 65 thousand people yeah. so that's going to be kind of weird watching you know unless you're a chargers fan. i was just going to say right. i took the words right out of my mouth chargers, <laughs> chargers typical game there to, that's yeah. a sellout for yeah. sandy or i'm not san diego la uh, these days still sounds weird doesn't it it's yeah been like three i can't get used to it. I, can't, I can't get used to it i'm still not really accustomed to la rams again and they were right. they were the la rams for a very long time before they came to st louis one idea uh, i remember heard kicked around a little bit was if you can't have fans and it, you can do this in the nfl just because there's so many seats putting in um not billboards but basically sponsored tarps to help sort of get yeah, some of that I revenue did, back. Yeah, I did see some of that, like spacers, basically. Right. You know, yeah. sections of, yeah. Um, which, God, that'll look horrible on TV. Oh, yeah. You know, it just, yeah. Uh, it reminds me, honestly, of, and we'll get into video games here, but playing NBA 2K, when you're in the neighborhood, you run around and literally, what I don't care what of the courts that you're playing on, at every point, you're facing a, a billboard. Oh, of course. Some, yeah. Somewhere in yeah. the neighborhood's a billboard, whether it's Gatorade or, uh, God, what are the other ones? I mean, they, they promote themselves as well, the My Team stuff, but you see a lot of yeah. Gatorade. You see a lot of uh, Jordan and, oh, yeah. and things of that yeah. nature. That's where they make a oh, yeah. of money. Oh, Gatorade especially. I mean, Gatorade is so well, much into you, that game. When you spawn into the neighborhood, unless you're a high enough rank that you can choose where you spawn into, but the default location that you spawn into is right in front of the Gatorade, yeah. the Gatorade yeah, you get performance whatnot. center. Yeah, yeah, right. Which is their, their gym or whatever. But anyway, going back, uh, again, college football, that is, uh, it's not looking good for college football. And I think we're going to learn a lot here in these next couple of weeks, what the other three of the Power Five conferences are going to do. I think they're going to just kind of have to because one of the teams you mentioned was USC versus Alabama. It's a little late. What's Alabama going to do? They can't really replace that with another game. Yeah, well, that's so. the thing. Is there? I mean, you might get lucky if those conferences, let's just say that the, the other three conferences don't go to that but they're still going to lose out on those games like you talked about. And you might be able to fill them in with other games against those teams yeah. that, that aren't that want to play a full schedule. But it, the logistics of it, to do it that fast, is probably not going to work. Yeah, there's a lot, I feel like there's a lot more that goes into that. Yeah, I mean, that, it, that the we cards don't see have as fans. to just be aligned so perfectly for that to work out. And I don't see it happening. I think, you know, like you said, that uh, I think the other three are going to follow suit. And the college football season that we're going to see is going to be far, far different than what we're accustomed to. Which I don't mind as long as we get one. 
Um, but at the same time, I'm not holding my breath that we're going to get one because they're not they're not pro athletes. They're not getting millions of dollars. They're yeah. not strapped to a union. And we don't even know if there's even going to be students on campus. Like I don't. There's a lot of gray areas there. Yeah, it's it is truly a huge what if on what the hell is going to happen. So we you know we we really don't know at at this point. So at, at this point, all we can do is hold our breath and hope for the best. Yeah, it's all, it's all we can do. And yeah. be ready for the worst is basically what what boils down to. So, all right, well, uh, that's our main coverage of sports for now. We're going to take a quick break, and I think we're going to come back with with something a little different. Uh, We're going to talk comedians when we come back. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Hanging with D's. Be sure to hop on over to Facebook and go to facebook.com slash Ds, and you will find all of our content there in the Ds podcast network. We got a new show. Uh, me and Eldonzo just put up on Sunday, and you'll also get all the Hanging With Ds updates there, as well as Eldonzo's solo show. He's got that interview up with Bobby Liebling, and we've got a new interview that's going to be coming up fairly soon with Roger Ward, who was one of the co-stars of the movie Mad Max. So check it out. Facebook.com slash Ds. Drop us a comment, share it, and of course get all the podcasts from the Ds network. Let's get back to the show. And we're back. All right, so... I think uh, we're going to change gears now. And, uh, you know, I kind of, I warned you when we started this thing that we are going to try and cover a little bit of everything uh, with the exception of of politics um, because I've got the other forum for that. But right now, I think what we're going to do is we're going to talk about our personal opinions of like our top comedians of all time. Um, We both got a, or I guess Hunter, by all means, uh, yeah. Chime in if you'd like, but I mean, I think Dylan and I are probably oh for sure bigger yeah. comedy fans than you are. Yeah. Yep, it'd uh, be like me chiming in on baseball. No offense, right, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's there's a reason yeah. you're here, and right. there's a reason he's here. <laughs> right. Yep. Um. So I'm gonna go ahead and let you start it off, and uh, I'll just let you go through your list, tell me why or whatever, and then uh, I'll go through my list, and then we'll talk about some of our uh, honorable mentions so to speak. So go ahead. Okay. So the way I sort of did my list and comedy is so subjective. I mean, I think it kind of is with music as far as personal preferences, things like that. Um, If it's my personal top five, I think one and two, and this kind of goes with the all time list. One and two are pretty interchangeable. Um, The first one's Carlin just because of longevity um, I mean, he did like an HBO special every year for, it felt like 30 years. Yeah. I mean, it, as his career wound, wound down, yeah, it, it slowed up a little bit, but yeah, he was very consistent with, with putting out at least one every year, every other, even for that matter, but still more so than a lot of those comedians did. Yeah. And one a year might be too much just because I think even Louis CK, Louis CK said that he was doing one a year for like three or four years and he stopped because he felt like they weren't as good just because he didn't get as much time to sort of let the jokes ripen a little bit, rewrite that kind of stuff. Yeah. And and, you know, you got to 
test them out. They, that's the reason they go on tour is with new material. They see what works, what doesn't. Yeah, you can't just write down stand-up in a room by yourself. It's not like a movie. You really have to go outside and test it and see what works and things like that. So some of the specials aren't great, to be honest. They're still pretty good. Right. I mean, it's George Carlin, but... Um, and I, when you said later in life, he kind of slowed down his pace a little bit. I actually think that helps him a lot. Cause I think, um, you are all diseased and what was the, the last one? And I always get those two mixed up. His last two HBO specials, I think are maybe, maybe not his best, but they're right near the top. Cause it definitely felt like he had that lifetime of experience of doing stand up, And I also feel like his age, it was sort of like. I don't know how to say this. It's almost like he felt like as an artist, there are certain things he needed to say about society before he, you know, checked out. Yeah. Uh, I do kind of disagree with you on one aspect. His last special that he did while I liked it, I, it was not among my favorites at that point. He seemed like he had become almost, and it's hard to say with, bitter. Yeah. Cause I have heard that. Yeah. Yeah, almost too cynical, or, or however you want to put it. Um, don't get me wrong; it was still great. It was still Carlin, but in my opinion, it wasn't uh, the best of of what he did. Yeah, I've heard that criticism too, and I I think there's a lot of truth to it. I mean, he he almost does that special kind of like he is angry, and I guess he does sort of come off a little bit like old man yelling at cloud, but. He also has a lot of really good points about the stuff he's talking yeah. about, which I don't mean to stop you there, but sure. go ahead with the rest of your list and then we'll kind of circle back and talk about the, cause we could literally spend a half hour talking about oh, yeah, each yeah. one of these That's guys. A very good point. So who's your number two? I, you don't even have to say it, but go ahead anyway. <laughs> like the one, a one B number two is Richard Pryor. Yeah. Um, uh, the only reason why I give Carlin a slight edge and <laughs> This might be a little morbid because unfortunately Pryor got sick, but Carlin just had a much larger body of work. Um, definitely Pryor, like his... yeah, in in stand up. I mean, yeah, sure. You know, um, all right. So who's number three? Uh, number three. Um, I thought about I don't know if three and four. I really wondered if I should put them as high as I did, but it is a personal list. It's an all time favorite list, and I think they've done enough to warrant this and i don't think i'm gonna get i'll get a lot of blowback on three but dave Chappelle. okay i mean it's killing them softly is without question one of the best stand-up specials ever i mean there's mm -hmm. a reason comedy central played it every weekend <laughs> for okay. like 10 no. years straight number four uh number four and i think i'm he belongs in that upper echelon of stand-up comics bill burr yeah i love me some bill burr too yeah, yeah i do i mean you you look a lot like Bill Burr. I, yeah, I get that from a lot of people. Yeah. I sure do. Yeah. yeah. It's that, you know. Yeah, just picture a mean-looking ginger, and that's that's Hunter right there. <laughs> right. Basically, yeah. Uh, what did what I do? Oh, yeah, on your birthday, I tagged tagged you in a picture of Ron Howard. Happy birthday. Oh, Opie. yeah. Opie-looking yeah. fucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Burr, I, I don't know how many specials he's came out with. I think it's like eight or nine, something like that. There was only really one where I got done watching it, and I went, eh. Right. Where it, it wasn't even that bad. I was, I think it was just because I'm so used to him being phenomenal that when this one wasn't, 
I was kind of surprised. It wasn't his last Netflix special. It was the one before that. Um, I don't think it was Walk Your Way Out. No, I think it was Walk Your Way Out, where it wasn't as good as he usually is, but all of his specials are like an A-plus grade. Yeah. They're phenomenal. And, okay, number five. Number five? Oh, God. Man, that's a tough one. See, I, I wrestled with, with my four and five as well. Yeah, I mean, one through four, I actually... Yeah, five, I really don't even know. Man. Stanhope, maybe? Mm. But yeah, I know. He's kind of niche. He's like, very niche. Um, I, I mean, you know, we've seen him. I, I love right. him, but I can't. I just can't in good conscience put him in the top of all time. Well, I, again, that's what favorite. Yeah, yeah he's he's definitely favorite. You know, but... yeah. If you're into his style, which not a lot of people are, he's one of those guys that you either like him or you hate him. Oh yeah, definitely. and. and I, I love him, you know, and I think he's hilarious, but I'm that, I'm into the dark humor kind of stuff that right. he does. Like abortion jokes and so. good guys. Okay, so, I mean, that's still a pretty strong list, and it's um, funny. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go through my list, then we'll throw some other names out there that we like as well. Sure. So my list, and it's going to sound familiar, <laughs> my number one, without question for me, George Carlin. Oh, that's way too high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number two, Richard Pryor. Number three, Dave Chappelle. Good God. I, wow. I, I literally wrote this down this morning. Um, yeah. Now, now, here's where I get different. My number four is uh, pre-masturbation Louis C.K. <laughs> oh, wow. You know what? That's, yeah. That's a very, very... I, I was honestly... him. Yeah. I was honestly surprised that you didn't say Louis C.K. When you, when you were thinking about it, I was like, surely he's going to say this. Yeah, he was in consideration when I was trying to pull up a name. I thought of CK. I thought about Jim Jeffries. Although Jim Jeffries is really good. I haven't uh, seen his last special, though. And then number five, Kevin Hart. All of his yeah. specials have been very strong. For somebody who works mostly clean. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's not 100%. He's not Bill Cosby. <laughs> pre. Yeah. Again. Yeah. <laughs> pre date rate bill. <laughs> Um, but I, at this point with what he's done just in the last, I'd say 15 years, it's really hard to argue against him being one of the the top of all time. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're talking just pure box office, just success, I, I think he's far and away the most successful standup comedian ever. Right. Um, again, success does not always mean quality. I mean, Dane Cook is, was super successful and, I like him more than a lot of the hardcore comedy fan nerds do. He's made me laugh. Um, yeah, you know, I thought Dane got a lot of... Un- Dane, you know what Dane Cook is? Go ahead. Nickelback. Yeah. That, that's a good yeah. way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. It look, I still I like Nickelback. I thought they put out really good music. But what happened was radio jammed it down your yep. throats. Yep, absolutely. And, yeah. and people turned on them. I've seen Nickelback in concert. They are a great live band. But... Like I said, radio just absolutely crammed them down your throat, much like Five Finger Death Punch is getting right now. And we could go into a whole that's show a about whole the state of rock music is a whole other discussion. Yeah, say we we could go we could go into a whole other show on that. Right. But um, and then Dave Chappelle again, even with his hiatus, what and like I said, Killing Him Softly was 
just one of the greatest specials of all time. Um, or act, act, let me circle back to that. Piggybacking off of what you were talking about with, you know, people will argue uh, prior versus Carlin. And you make a very good point in the fact that Carlin's body of work, while Richard Pryor was um, a trendsetter or, you know, a pioneer, I guess, as far as Definitely. The, the racial comedy. Yeah, white guy does this, black guy does this. Yeah, and it was hilarious, but he only had, you know, like the, what, I think four major specials that were, and they were huge, they were great. And he turned that into a very successful acting career. I mean, some of his movies are some of the funniest out there. I mean, to this day, the, the toy still stands up. Him and Jackie Gleason, that movie was hilarious. When was the last time you saw it? Because I, I remember you telling me how great it was. And maybe this was the case of something gets sort of so much hype, even from just an individual person. Because I did watch it. It's all right. You know... And, <laughs> you know I get what you're saying there because, uh, and again, I don't want to get too into movies because we're going to talk about them a little bit later, but uh, a perfect example of that is like a movie that I had never seen and had heard that it was just one of the greatest of all time was Scarface. And then I watched it and good. Yeah. Epic, like one of the best of all time. I don't think so. I don't think it aged well. And maybe I did it a disservice by waiting so long to watch it, having seen so many other movies kind of like that that might have ruined it for me. But yeah, uh, same thing with and, Apocalypse Now. But yeah, and that's for me personally. And but. Carlin, you know, he had the long career. He did do some film appearances, but he was never like the star the way Richard Pryor was made a star. But his comedy. Not only did he just annihilate politics, but what got me with Carlin was all of his material on just everyday stuff. Right. Literally stuff. I mean, how many specials did he talk about? Your stuff, my stuff, his, you know, stuff was, that was his shtick. And it was hilarious. And as he got older, he did get a little more cynical, a little more bitter. um, Mostly like anti-establishment, you know, F the government type thing. But he made it funny. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't like... And I haven't seen a whole lot of Bill Bick, Bill Hicks stuff, even though I, again, as a self-proclaimed comedy nerd, I know that's kind of a shame. But I've heard that he was very guilty of, here's my political point. Very but, much so, yes. But but it, there was wasn't funny. Yeah. And yeah, he Bill Hicks was very funny. He was very political, and it was exactly like you said whether it got laughs or not, he would talk about it and if you could like it or not. And that's just the way he was. And a lot of people consider him in the top five. I don't, um, he's up there. I think he deserves mention as one of, but you know, Carlin, you know, for my money, one of the funniest bits in all of stand-up comedy is George Carlin's rant on the airports and the, oh, the announcements. Yeah. Uh, to I this day, yeah. every now and then, I'll get on YouTube and watch. I think it's like a 15-minute segment, but it's just so goddamn funny. And Chappelle, as I started to talk about, you know, Killing Him Softly was great. Then he had the show, which was, you know, as we know... Most consistently funny show I've ever seen. Yeah, until the, you know, the third season was a train wreck, but, you know, that was when he kind of... Checked out. Yeah, yeah went off the... You know, how do you turn down that kind of money and just disappear to Africa? But the new stuff, which is, it's way more uh, politically driven 
I guess I should say, like, you know. I mean, the last more one so just... than he used to do. I'll say that. Sure. Yeah. But it's still hilarious. Yeah. You know, his newer net Netflix specials are, are some very very strong material, yeah. and at this point, it's really hard not to put him in that top five or, or top ten, if you will, um, list. He's just absolutely hilarious. Yeah, that bit about the um, the LGBT. Oh yeah, SUV or the road trip and right, the, right. The, the gay white guy. It's like I know these roads. I built these roads. Right. Hilarious. Uh, Louis C.K. He's kind of the the you know the everyday life kind of comedian, and it's always been funny. Uh, it's really kind of sad what has happened to him by his own doing. Uh, I'm not saying that you know it was wrong that he basically got shunned for what he did because let's face it. Uh, can't do that kind of shit in today's world uh but he was very funny you know he was like i said you could relate to him um more so than a lot of people yeah it's kind of like he's in the same well i don't think he's what he did was anywhere near as crazy as cosby i mean no 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 yeah i I know but i just mean in the same vein i have the ability where i can separate the artist from the art you know i can listen to you know beat it oh yeah i'm not you know uh, i don't like i said i don't really condone what he did but that doesn't take away from his body of work, in my opinion. I mean, for what it was, it was it was good comedy. Um, and then, like I said, Kevin Hart has consistently been one of the best over the last, you know, 10, 15 years. Um, and then now I'll talk about a few other names and one that you mentioned who is one of my personal faves. But and maybe I did include in my top five for the simple fact that he hasn't broken out nationally the way these the other five that I listed is Bill Burr. I love Bill Burr. Right. Uh, the the one the, the bit he did about going to it was a subway or a oh, sandwich yeah. shop. I paid for the whole sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gold. Yeah, the mayonnaise and everything's over there. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, go fucking get it. Yeah. It was, I, here's the deal. I paid for all of the sandwich. Right. It's like a relay I give you race. All of the money to mom. Yeah, yeah, I give you all of the money. You make all of the yeah. sandwich. My job is done here. Yeah, I am done. So yeah, I've always liked Bill Burr. Um, other ones that I always enjoyed, uh, Mitch Hedberg. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, Christ, you look just like we got Bill Burr and Mitch Hedberg <laughs> sitting here next to me. I literally had someone come into the store a few months ago yeah. and say, hey, you look like Mitch Hedberg. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I, I wish we had cameras going right now because, yeah, Dylan <laughs> does look an awful lot like Mitch Hedberg. He, I, I don't know that even if had he not died, I don't think he would have made it nationally the way his style was yeah he's never gonna sell out arenas no. like kevin hart but... he was niche for sure um he was a lot like stephen wright yeah definitely he was basically like the more of a stoner stephen wright with the just the quick observations and you know uh, almost one-liners just bam 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 and he was I, hilarious with them i used to do drugs i still do still but do I used but to i used do. to too yep yeah. uh kinnison i mean you know yeah, I mean, I think him and Hedberg kind of have the same issue where they died so young, we don't have much material on them. I mean, but Breaking the Rules by Sam Kennison, again, we talk about all-time great comedy specials. That's definitely up there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Ro- I, Robin you Williams. You fucked in the ass even after you're dead. <laughs> it never ends. It never ends. Robin Williams. Um, what I liked about Rob, and a lot of people don't really like Robin Williams kind of comedy, but I did for the simple fact that Robin Williams never really had, I mean, he had 
not I won't say a script, but he had you know he wrote some stuff, but he did a lot of improv stuff mm. on stage. And Howie Mandel, you know, before he became this TV host, I don't know if you ever watched Howie Mandel. Nope. He was great at stand up, and his That's stuff heard, yeah. was literally almost always improv. Like half of his show was literally talking to specific members. He asked somebody their name and. You know, like, what's your name? What's your name? What's your name? I've asked you three fucking times. <laughs> and, and he would just roll with it like that. And it, it was funny. Yeah. And, you know, then he made a career out of being a host and now a judge. And The Robin Williams, for me, I, I always just see him more of an actor than as a stand-up comedian. And especially Same. when you kind of... I hate to bring this up, but he got accused of plagiarism a lot. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. Um, and... Again, the acting does kind of overshadow it because he was a great actor. You know, yeah. he was in several movies, and he's in one of the movies that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's on my list too. <laughs> yeah, the the other guy that I had it um, was Jerry Seinfeld for a clean comic, and it it was just the the goofy everyday stuff. I mean, he, he's one of those. It's hard to argue. That he's not one of the best just for what he's done. He's not one of my personal faves. I do think he's funny. I tend to lean more towards the 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 blue comics, you know, yeah, the, right. um, as opposed to the working clean. But Seinfeld, you have to at least admire what Seinfeld did. I I don't know about I. I hear whenever I think of Seinfeld, I have two very different feelings. There's the side of me that thinks. The show Seinfeld is the greatest sitcom ever created, and I'll fight anyone that says otherwise. Um, but you, you, I'm sorry, you you think it is? Yeah. Okay. No. I, uh, okay. <laughs> I, I just I wanted to make trying sure to that catch I... these hands. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that that's what I heard. And okay. I, yeah, I can't disagree with that for um, something that started out literally the the show about nothing. It was, you know, and it almost didn't make it. Like the yeah, first first that. two yep. seasons are not good. Yeah, they really are. Then it just blew up. Right. And of course, then we know what happened with those Thursday nights, we friends and all that other stuff. But yeah, it's it's hard to argue with his body of work. But but like I said, there's the part of me that okay, I think of Seinfeld, my favorite sitcom ever. But <laughs> I I watched his new Netflix special, and during the whole time I was. I kind of came to the realization of how brilliant Larry David is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll agree with that. I mean... And, and I mean, full a, disclosure, I have not seen the last Seinfeld special, so I can't really speak on that, but... Yeah, I just... It's not that the jokes aren't good, but he did a bit from talking about the post office that I saw him do on Fallon 10 years ago. Oh, wow. One of those, huh? Yeah, and he's been... I guess he does that a lot. Like he on the special before that one, he did a joke I heard as an intro for an episode on Seinfeld. So a joke that's like twenty five years old. Huh. So I find it odd I have a hard time saying he's one of the best comedians ever when he's not really turning over material. I mean, it's it's like he wrote one great album and he's just kinda I mean, he does write new material, I guess, but there's not very much of that. And I think he's kind of in the same vein of Leno where they just, until recently, Jerry Seinfeld didn't do specials. Like he did a Showtime special in like 98 and then didn't do another one until like a year ago. And I guess Leno did one special and he said he'll never do another one again. 
that's for a very simple reason, so that they can keep using the same material over and over again. Right. And I feel like you kind of get... I can't put you in top five. and I have a hard time putting you in the top ten if you're not writing a lot of material. You know what I mean? Right. And I guess that's big for me, but... Uh, then one more thought on what I find kind of interesting is... Let's, oh, I'd say 10 years ago when, maybe not quite 10, but a comedian that came from nowhere on a roast, basically, and then blew up Amy Schumer. Right. Yeah, and, she's she's a good time. I like Amy Schumer, too. Yeah. Well, I did. And then she started getting all political and... Her show, when it first came out, was really good, and then it, it got bad, and then she started speaking out. Now, I mean, the last... I watched some of the last special, and it wasn't all that funny. And here's where I... The funny thing that I think of is that Amy Schumer promoted all these other women comics, young women comics, that you know they were all in this little clique. And one of them, in my opinion has now surpassed her. Let me guess. Nikki Glazer? Oh, God, yes. Yeah, completely She agree. is hilarious. Yeah, she is. Right. And she kind of brings that, you know, that slutty vibe that, yeah. that Amy had. Yep. But I think, I mean, for my money, I think Nikki Glazer is just out and out funnier than, than Amy Schumer. Yeah. Even at her peak. She also hasn't been accused of plagiarism like Amy Schumer has. <laughs> right, yeah. And it's kind of funny how that quickly got swept under the rug. But, I mean... You know, there was hard evidence that, that I don't remember the specific joke, but there was one that was damn near word for word. Are you talking about the, because uh, I remember you showing me a clip of a side-by-side -side of a Patrice O'Neill Yes, special. Patrice O'Neill, yes. Here's, I give that one a pass, and here's why. Patrice O'Neill shouldn't have been doing those jokes anyway. I mean, the, those were like street jokes, like the Superman, you put, like, you come on a chick's back and then lay a blanket on it. That, that was one of them, I think. Yeah, I think so. But still, though, uh, I don't know, it's... Yeah, I mean, but the show, like, there was a bit or a sketch on her show that, not word for word, but the entire premise, everything was stolen from an old Mad TV sketch. So, sketch. So, yeah, I mean, political stuff doesn't bother me as much, although it's kind of weird. You're going to talk about being, like, letting a cab driver, cab driver finger you, and then you're going to take the moral high ground on stuff. Right, yeah, kinda... that was the thing that got me, was that, she basically built her career on, you know, I'm a yeah. slutty comic and this, that, and the other. And then all of a sudden, you know, she's a hardcore Me Too feminist type. And look, that that's great. But don't, you know, don't piss on my leg and then tell me it's raining. Cause, <laughs> you know what I mean? Be, be who you are. Right. Don't, you know, project yourself as one way. And then all of a sudden, you know, you helped create the image that you're you know it was your brand yeah, yeah. that that's what made you able I, to have that platform to talk about stuff i mean something else that doesn't help the hate level for her is talking about the whole nickelback overexposure thing that summer when Trainwreck came out she was everywhere yeah, no she was. I, I agree yeah. she and the must, movie's not bad i actually like yeah, the movie she but... got kind of force fed oh, yeah. to people yeah. you know she had a couple of good roasts and got big, and then she had her first special, and then Comedy Central was playing it all the time, and then they had the show, and I mean, Comedy Central is very guilty about doing that. I mean, look at Chappelle. Yeah, he they went killing, killing them softly. 
you know, he was, I don't remember if Killing Them Softly came out before or after Half-Baked. I think they were somewhat close. Pretty close, yeah. But he still was, I won't say unknown, but he was not, you know, the megastar. And then Killing Them Softly got all this hype and everything. Next thing you know, we have the Chappelle show. And for a long time, it just, it was on all the, you could watch two things on Comedy Central. South Park and the Chappelle show, you know, and, and comedy central is really bad about doing that. And to this day they are with movies, especially to, waiting. Oh yeah. This weekend again, men in black all weekend. Um, yeah, all, all three of them like back to back to back. And then the previous couple weeks, it was the Adam Sandler stuff, uh, uh, blended. Did you just say that? Or no? Okay. No, I said uh, waiting, but blended and grownups too. they, it was like all weekend last weekend, like I, movies. I definitely want to watch multiple times. <laughs> I, I want to apply for the job of the program. Director Seems like a pretty easy gig. Comedy Central. <laughs> no Cause literally that it's like, somebody's like, Oh, let's throw these on this weekend. Yeah. And literally they have like a catalog that, okay, here's the eight <laughs> things that we're going to show right. for the year 2021. Yeah. And then, their licensing budget must be very, very small. Right. With, and then they just, they fill it in now with, with, South Park and uh, yep. Futurama, which not as much as they used to, um, but Cleveland Show now and The Office, like that's that's Comedy Central. Yeah. And the sad thing is, is that's what's on my TV in the yeah. other room <laughs> right now is Comedy Central. It's just it's habit. Um, look, while we're on the Comedy Central rant, and I briefly touched on this uh, several weeks back uh, with El Donzo, is I used to be a religious daily show watcher yeah and now it is unwatchable to me i remember yeah and that has nothing to do with my actual political views i won't even get into that but it's just not funny anymore they're trying too hard to basically break down trump and that's all the show is like yeah you know throw me some of the old wacky stories that they used to do back in the day i mean john stewart he was of course liberal as liberal as they come but it was still a bit balanced with what they talked about yeah and he he'd take good material from anything like the wacky stories as well um i i'm a little further left than you are and i don't watch the show anymore either yeah it's just not funny i mean i don't care what side it's not funny they're just literally pounding the same thing every time and it's you know even before the whole covid thing i'd didn't enjoy the show and I would give anything to get John Stewart back or even freaking Stephen Colbert for that matter. Yeah. So, so, all right. Well, uh, do you have anything to add on the whole comedians? Thing? Yeah. If we're talking about great comedians, I, we've had this sort of semi argument before. And if we're talking, if we're doing a Mount Rushmore of stand up comedy, I think Carlin Pryor are going to be, there's half the list right there. Yeah. Without question. Um, you got to put Lenny Bruce up there just because yeah, um, he invented modern stand-up comedy. Before him, it was, you know, take my wife, please. And you know, I agree. A Jew um, in a Pollock, walk into a bar. Now full disclosure, I have not seen a lot of Lenny Bruce stuff. Me neither. But me neither, yeah, but... It, when you hear other comedians talk that have been around, he's that name that always comes up in what, you know, like their inspiration. So yeah, I think at the very least, he's got to be in consideration there. Right. Um, four. I don't know if you're going to, if you're doing a Mount Rushmore, who that fourth name would be. I mean, there's, 
Uh, you you got to at least consider Joan Rivers. Yeah. You know, she was she did it for a very very long time. Uh, was very funny. Was very self deprecating. Dangerfield, um, maybe. Yeah, Dangerfield, another one that was great. Give him some respect. You know, Bill Cosby. Yeah. You know, yeah. Regardless of yeah. yeah, his his stand up career was phenomenal. You know, yeah. for especially working clean. Yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm a lot like you. I mean, if there's if I know nothing about the two comedians, comedian A is clean, comedian B is dirty, I'm gonna go see comedian B. That doesn't mean I can't enjoy clean comedy. Right. And his Cosby's last Comedy Central special was really funny. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. It was the first one that he had done in God a long time. Yeah. It's like my and, car and you're right. He he still had it. Yeah, talking um, about his car starts smoking, so he pulls. I pull off to the side of the road. I put it in park. I get out. I lift the hood. This concludes my knowledge on how to fix the car. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's me too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and if you go back, Bill Cosby himself was to this day one of the greatest comedy albums of all time, and it was one hundred percent clean. Yeah. You know, um, a, a lot of people will argue for Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I, I would. But I mean, two of the best specials ever, sure. But yeah, that's, that's what I was just gonna say. Two he had yeah, two, two, his uh, Delirious and Raw were, as you said, two of the best full length comedy specials ever produced. And, and but then he went into movies, and that was that became his career. I don't think of him as a stand up comedian anymore. Not really, and I um, haven't basically since I don't know, like nineteen. 85 or whatever you know because once uh once 48 hours took off he just blew up and became a mega mega movie star and beverly hills cop was around that same time too, yeah so. yeah another 48 hours beverly hills cop one through three although three coming sucked. to america yeah coming to america which the new one they're making a new one right um and it's got all the old cast and it's got um arsenio hall yeah it's got arsenio hall but it's also got uh Tracy Morgan and I think Chris Tucker's in it. No, oh, all right. So now, when the hell they'll ever get that finished and out to theaters? Um, he's also he's also doing another comedy special. That was part of the deal with Netflix, which yeah, which hard to say that is when that'll happen. You know, given can't all exactly the, work out material right now. Yeah, yeah, you can't get out on tour and and work out these jokes. So it'll be interesting to see what the hell they do. Okay, well, look, uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Um, we still got a lot of stuff to talk about. We're probably going to basically go right into another episode after this. Um, might wait a, a day or two to release it, but uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this one. We will come back with, uh, we're going to talk some pro wrestling. We're going to talk movies, uh, a little bit of video games, and uh yeah, that's what we'll have for you on the next episode. Guys, see ya. See ya.